Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of JM Rewind, where we get an opportunity to uh, revisit some of the uh, wonderful guests and conversations that we've had on JM in the AM. Rabbi Ilan Mazur was on recently to discuss the uh, 50th anniversary of the reunification of Jerusalem and the Mizrahi World Movement's mission to Israel, to Jerusalem. It's happening in May of 2017. Rabbi Ilan Mazur with us here on JM Rewind. Well, as many of you know, the uh, Mizrahi World Movement has uh, dedicated themselves during the year 5777 to make sure that World Jury uh, comes to Israel and converges on Jerusalem the week of May 22nd of 2017. Why? Because it's the 50th anniversary of a reunited Jerusalem, 50 years since the Six-Day War, 50 years since that incredible day and uh, amazing week. And it'll be an amazing week this year as well. As we uh, celebrate 50 years, we'll be there, of course, broadcasting from Israel, from Jerusalem. Uh, The Mizrahi World Movement is making, rightfully so, a massive big deal about this. And uh, to me, it seems that this is resonating with a lot of people. Um, One of the people who's involved with the project and is speaking to us today from uh, where he normally is, that's up in Toronto, Canada, Rabbi Ilan Mazur. Rabbi Ilan Mazur is National Director of Mizrahi Canada speaking to us from Toronto this morning here at JM in the AM. Rabbi Mazur, welcome to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachman. How are you doing? Baruch Hashem, nice to speak with you. I hope you're getting the same feeling north of the border that I'm getting in this area of the world. You know, there are a lot of trips to Israel, a lot. <laughs> and there are a lot of missions. And there are a lot of different journeys that people can take, do take, plan on taking, publicize to take, etc., 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 but for some reason, this one seems to really have struck a nerve. This one is resonating with so many people that I meet who know at this point that they badly want to be there that week. Now they just have to make it happen. Are you getting that feeling north of the border? This is resonating with many people in the community? This is the place to be. Everyone wants to be there. March 22nd, no one, May 22nd, no one wants to be anywhere else. It's really, this mission is, as you said, not like anything else. It's a paradigm shift. It's not... It's not just go to Israel, enjoy yourself, amazing vacation, maybe in But for everybody, the Six-Day War changed the way we look at Torah, the, look we, the way we look at our relationship with Hashem, the way we look at life. It's really, and everybody wants to be there in order to celebrate in this really big way. And I think that anyone who's there will just leave inspired, rejuvenated, re-energized, and bring it all back to our communities back here in Canada across the world. Oh, you're, you are a hundred percent right. Those representatives, and I hope it's in the thousands from outside of Israel that'll be representing diaspora jury there that week will in fact come back to communities around the world and completely re-energize and reinvigorate people uh, vis-a-vis Israel and Jerusalem. There's no question about that. And I have this, um, and we'll get to the details of the trip in a moment, but but I have this this concept that I've been speaking about on the air for years every time there's some type of uh, of real need to have a group of uh, people from diaspora in Israel uh, that I think we need to implement. And um, I'm sure knowing Mizrahi, they've already encouraged groups to do so. And that is if, if, if large groups are not possible, if there are different places uh, around Canada that don't have the capability of sending large groups of people, send representatives. Let every shul and organization and men's club and sisterhood and family at least have representatives in Jerusalem during that week. I, and then they can come back and, boy, the impact they can make when everybody meets and greets them uh, after they've returned uh, from this amazing trip, that could be unbelievable. And that's exactly our approach. Our approach is to try and get, there are certain communities that want to send full missions, uh, part of the Mizrahi mission, and, and that's very much encouraged and it can be incredible bringing the masses out. But our number one goal is to get representatives from every part of the community, as many, many different communities as possible, as many different uh, organizations as possible, and to come back, as we've been saying, rejuvenated. I think that when we come to these parshiot in, 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 in Shmot, we kind of we look at them as um, bombastic, huge miracles, and it's really an amazing thing to read about. But at the end of the day, sometimes, with, especially with students, and even students from Torah for many, many, many years, they come to the point where it's just kind of, you know, a story. Right. It's not as tangible as in real. Right. And when you start looking at Torah as something that actually is happening, when you look at biblical proportion-type miracles that happened in, in our lives and, and something that you can see and connect to and speak to soldiers who were actually there, there's nothing like it. And it changes everything about the way that we see our lives as Jews. It becomes from something that is a memory 
and a commemoration of to something that is a now and a creation of. And I think that that's something that will totally inspire anybody who comes on the trip. And the more people from the more places and the more communities that we can get out, the representatives, they can bring that back. And it can really, really change the face of the community. Rabbi Elon Mazur's with us, National Director of Mizrahi Canada. You know, I, I've, I've had the privilege, the, the, the amazing privilege of being in Israel, you know, relatively speaking, many times. And I, I am looking at this trip so differently. I am looking at this trip with so much anticipation coming up, with, with so much uh, uh, j- just anticipating the, the type of spirit and feeling that we're going to have being there. And I can only imagine those who have never been to Israel, and you'd be shocked. Well, maybe you wouldn't be, but I, I'm never. Uh, it, 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 it's never lost on me how many people in our community, including the Orthodox community, have never been to Israel, have never even taken that first trip. Could you imagine, Rabbi Mazur, if this would be the first experience for somebody in the Holy Land? It would. It would just blow them away. <laughs> they wouldn't be able to go back another way. <laughs> so I can tell you personally. Even for me, as you said, I'm extremely excited. This is going to be the most incredible trip. And I lived in the old city of Jerusalem for 10 years with my family. Wow. So the old city of Jerusalem for me is it's home. It's, I'm in love with the place. I'm in love with the country. And, in, and I'm in love with the city. And I, I, I tell my, my students here all the time, I tell in, in Shurim all the time, I say that I was able to watch my kids live a Nevu of Zechariah. Literally, every day when we went outside, they were playing in the streets, and as you know, in Jerusalem, they have a square where all the children of Jerusalem play, and there's a, a sign on the side of the wall that has a puzzle from Zechariah, or Yeshvuz, Genim, Skenot, that the elderly will sit and watch their children play in Jerusalem one day, and then the vua that Zechariah had, I was sitting there with my kids, and everyone goes out and plays with their kids in the park. But not everyone is able to play with the kids in the park, and Mekayim and Nevua from Zechariah. And I think that that's, that's just... It inspires, as I said, real Judaism. And I think that that's, that's why when you go there and you have this experience, it can resonate for a lifetime and it can change not just individuals but communities as well. Oh. So if you're the first time there, I don't know, I don't know how to be able to handle it. it would, I definitely would recommend it. It would really be remarkable. I, um, I wonder, uh, you know, here in, in, in these parts, uh, I think it's obvious to everybody there's certain communities that are really – you know, leaning toward this type of mission. And the Mizrahi movement is very active in certain pockets of the communities of New York and New Jersey. Is it the same in Canada? Do you have a, a nice presence nationwide, but there's certain areas that are just, you know, have really stepped it up in terms of keeping religious Zionism at the forefront? So we definitely have a very, very strong religious Zionist community here in Toronto as well as in Montreal. It's, it's, there, it's, we have a very strong uh, B'nai Akiva schools, which is, we, we have over 250 students, which uh, really creates a, a strong presence of religious Zionism in its purest form here in Toronto, as well as uh, schools in Montreal, Toronto. And so what, what, um, what, what ends up happening is that you do have this core, and it's, it, it is a presence. It's a presence that people know about, that people are aware of. Religious Zionism is alive and kicking in Canada. There are many parts of Canada, though, that the presence is not as felt, and hopefully this trip will be able to change that around. Yeah, that's true, by the way. We really have an opportunity to not just uh, change people's lives for a week, but change people and communities' lives for, uh, for a very, very long time. All right, everybody out there, you've heard Rabbi Mazur, you've heard many representatives on the air, you've heard me speak about it. Join us in Jerusalem, May 24th. It's the week of May 22nd. The 24th is, in fact, Yom Yerushalayim. There are many highlights a lot of great gatherings, concerts, live broadcasts. It's going to be not just uh, a, an incredibly fun experience, but an amazing spiritual experience as well. And as we discuss this more and more, it seems that more and more people express interest of just being there that week. Here's the way to do it. Go to Mizrahi.org slash YY50, YY for Yom Yerushalayim, Mizrahi.org slash YY50, Mizrahi.org slash YY50. Rabbi Mazur, I look forward to greeting you in the holy city, Bezrat Hashem, in the month of amen, May. Amen, amen. Thank, thank you so much for joining us. Have a great morning. Rabbi Ilan Mazur, National Director, Mizrahi Canada. Mizrahi.org slash YY50. That was Rabbi Ilan Mazur from uh, the Mizrahi World Movement. Uh, go to Mizrahi.org slash YY50 for information. Mizrahi.org 
slash YY50. Uh, recently, both Jay Booksbaum and Gabe Geller of the Ketem Wine Corporation stopped by to discuss big news regarding uh, the world of kosher wine. Here's what that conversation sounded like on JM and the AM during this edition of JM Rewind here at the Nahum Siegel Network. J.M. in the A.M. We have two fabulous guests in our studio on the heels of that great Avram Freed selection. He is known as the world's number one kosher wine sommelier. You like the way I pronounce that, huh? I love the way you pronounce He is known as the world's number one kosher wine sommelier. I say it twice. How do you like that? I, can you... Can he you, is the... Excuse me a moment. Let me introduce sure, you if you don't mind. He is the one, the only, Jay... Books, bam. Boy, we haven't done this together in a while. It's been a while. And Welcome back. Welcome back to the humble studios you. of New York, of New York City. Thank you so much. And with uh, Jay is another close friend of the Nahum Single Network and JM and the AM, and that is, of course, the Director of Public Relations at the Kedem Royal Wine Corporation. That's Gabe Geller. Gabe, good morning to you. Hey, Nahum. How you doing? A more conventional good morning for Gabe. Yeah. Not the Jay Booksbaub <laughs> greeting. <laughs> a more conventional one. Well, it's very early. I don't still. know which one I should cry about up. more. <laughs> you know? You'd be happy we do you the way we do that, and you'd be happy we introduce Gabe the way we introduce him. All right, gentlemen, uh, first right off the bat, I had been sent, and we love getting updates on kosher wine from you guys. I had been sent a major news story, which we're going to get to in a moment. But first, Gabe, you want those lower? Please, a little I, bit. I think I remember how to do that. Is that lower? Is that better? Yeah, but a little bit higher. Seriously? Yeah. How's that? That's perfect. Okay. Uh, I had I had received an, a, a, a communique, as I like to say, from uh, the folks at the Royal Wine. But and that doesn't mean you're incommunicado. Not at all. Okay. Fact, um, the opposite. And I frankly just wanted to make sure I knew how to pronounce everything. So I'm gonna I'm going to introduce new wines to our audience while you give me a lesson in case I mispronounce. If you anything. pronounce it, mispronounce, it, I'll go. Jay. I'll give you the buzzer. Jay, okay, that would be rough on the audience. I'm getting too. Uh, yeah, is the name Capcanus or that's too? It's not. <clears throat> it's wrong. Capsanus. Oh, darn. Okay. It's one of the few. Actually, one of the things I got to re-record. It's now. one that of that is a winery you have to visit. By the way, where is yeah. it? Uh, in Spain, near Barcelona, about, about two hours from Barcelona, I think. Is it an amazing place? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's also what's amazing. It's ama- an amazing story. Go it's ahead. an amazing story, amazing place. But what's interesting about that is is that um, most Spanish words are not pronounced with the S sound when you see the C, right. except when it has that little strudel thing. Correct. So then and you know like it's an French. S sound. Just like, Caps, oh yeah. okay. Capsanus Dulce, D-O-L-C-E is Dulce? Dolce. Dolce. I, I mean, right. Dulce is Dulce. Yeah, it's I, like I think, I think tomato, tomato. I am oh, yeah? I am failing the wine test on the, on the air. No, no, it's, it's correct. You're, you're okay. I Italian would say Dolce. I'm not sure. Okay. Then we have, and this one I know I'm pronouncing correctly, we have an award-winning wine that everyone's used to from the United States that's now in Israel as well, and that's Covenant. Covenant is now Covenant. in Israel as well. That's a big deal. We had the Covenant people here in studio a long time ago. Jeff is amazing. Then so is his wife. LV, which is, that's correct, E-L-V-I, yes. but is the new one Vina Encina? Is that the right uh, pronunciation? Uh, Vina Encina. Vina Encina. Vina Encina. Move close. Thank you. Um, then the fourth on this close enough. The fourth on this list I basically gave up. I said, okay, this one we're not even putting down. Okay. <laughs> we're not even putting this one down on tape. Pa- Pavillon de Leoville Poifer? Is that even close? Pavillon. Not bad. Pa- that's not bad. Pavillon. Go ahead. Go ahead. Leoville. And I assume that's French. It is. And it's made in France? It's made in France, in Bordeaux. Uh, it's the second wine of Chateau Léoville Poiferé, which is one of the most famous, amazing uh, estates in, uh, in Bordeaux. Cool. And finally, the Shilo Mosaic. That's, someone brought that over to our house last night. Oof. And the exclusive edition. They must like you. I, they do. But you drank it and you liked it? Well, we had an event in our house last night, and that was one of the bottles. When I got back home, because I was at the big YU game last night, right. when I got back home, this was the... How'd they do? They won by a lot, by 30. Wow. And the Hode wow. brothers all played at the same time. <laughs> Fourth time in NCAA history that's happened. It was really cool. Anyway, um, I get home, and that's one of the bottles I had a drop left over, and it is a good one. It is a good one. Well, you know, you have really come well, a long Well, thank you very way. much there, Jay. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for making me look good in front of Gabe. It's finally working, you know. <laughs> it's only taken 22 years, you know. Oh, and, that's it. and then both Gabe and Jay remember our amazing visit. And, and they, the, our host there will tell you was amazing to the Pisagot Winery. We were in the Pisagot Winery. And they have a, a big announcement. They have gone ahead and they've actually taken on an additional a rabbinic supervision, right? They've, I mean, traditionally you add a hashkacha, it opens up a new market for you. And they've right. done the same in Israel, correct? Yes, they have. So. That's the big news. Okay, and they they made a big deal about it. I assume uh, they did, but we're we're kind of 
doing it slowly you're, because it's you're positioning it. Yeah, we're exactly. positioning it. Okay. It's, it's, it's going to take time. Okay. It's going to take time to get it on all the vintages and all the okay. bottles. You know. So there you have. It. But they're doing well over there in Psycho. Oh, great. Were you there recently, or you haven't been there in a while? I haven't been there in about a year. Okay. I was there two months ago. Oh, you were just there. Yeah, I was just there, and uh, I mean, it's amazing that the new winemaker. It's been almost three years since the new winemaker came aboard, uh, but he's doing amazing things there. Uh, the the wines are really taken to the next step. And, the uh, visitor center is fun. Maybe that's the wrong word. It, it, it's it's great. Let's put it this way: the visitor center is attractive to all members of the family. Let's put it that way: young it, and old. It like, is. It is. There it. is a movie. Right. You can see the the from the um, the ground. Right. Uh, you can see actually uh, through the through the through the cellar. Uh, where the barrels are uh, are being stored, and even and the, just wine seeing, is, uh, the, the is floor aged. is glass, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And even just seeing the region, you know, just looking out the windows, exactly. there, it's, it's a museum. Yeah. It's an amazing. It's, it's, All right, yeah, so a big thumbs up and a big hello to our friends in Sagot. Now you're here, and I don't even know if this was on our agenda for today, but we've got to mention it because I don't know. By this point, it might be sold out. February the thirteenth. It is not. KF completely sold out. Kosher food and wine experience for New York. real close. Much earlier than usual. Usually it's toward the end of February. Mm-hmm. This is much earlier than usual. It's February 13th. Simply go to the website. What do we want to tell people? Just go to the website. Simple as that. Uh, yeah, the website is kfwny.com. Okay. And we have Los Angeles two days later. Right. That's kfwla.com. And someone told me there's a London much earlier. Is there a there is. It's uh, February the 1st. Oh, that's really good. At that's the Sheraton cool. Park Lane in London. All right, that's the right. objective is always to do it before Purim, about right. a month before Purim. All right. Are you going to London? You don't do that. I I went to London last year. I don't think I'm going this year. All right. So our London listeners, and we have some over there, they should know that uh, the 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 uh, team from Kedem will be in place. Oh yeah, February the first, and they're going to have. I mean, in New York, we have about thirty winemakers. Yeah. There, they're going to have like twenty or something. I mean, really, a Which lot of winemakers. Oh, so it's close to what, pretty amazing. I mean, New York is. Oh my! New York is ridiculous. It's completely over the top. Uh, completely. Uh, essentially, anybody who wants to be a player in this market has to show up. Oh, well, it's yeah. not only it's not only the players in terms of the commercial part of it, right. but if you want to be a player in terms of drinking or eating, right. fine food and wine, including uh, meats and desserts and everything else. It's unbelievable. Right. It's unbelievable. Uh, that was very smart when it was opened up beyond wine to include food and catering and everything else. I mean, it made it for a well, last year. We were on NBC, CBS, Wall Street Journal. I mean, you just name uh, it. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. And the Nahum Segal Network. And the Nahum yeah. I don't know how you forgot that. No, 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 no. That, that goes without saying. <laughs> fact, in fact, we're here today to do some, like, yes. sneaky announcements that no one except your listeners. Don't tell anybody else. But you're being serious? You're, I'm very you're serious. You're literally visiting us with big news today? Yes, big news. Jay's here. Gabe is here. We have big news coming up. I ask everybody out there for your patience and indulgence as we continue during this hour with our friends from Kedem Royal Wine and all the other wines they represent, and there are certainly many of those. Anybody with a comment, a question, anything about kosher wine, you can do so on the app as we speak. Go to the NSN app for Android or iPhone on the homepage. Of course, you can add your comment and ask away uh, anything you wish during this segment. Jay and Gabe and... uh, our friends from Kedem in our studio. More coming up if you keep it here at JM in the AM.
You'll never believe what Jay Booksbaum just told me off the air. He had a rumor of what happened this past Friday night in Washington, D.C. You know, this past Friday night, there's a lot of inauguration ceremonies right. and parties going right, on. Right, right, right. And you heard a In rumor. walking distance to the Chabad. Correct. And, you, and why is that significant? Because there's some Orthodox Jews who were involved. Right. And, and you uh, heard what rumor? Tell us. I heard a rumor that the wine that Jared made Kiddush on was Shiloh. And Jared, Vanka's uh, husband, yeah. Imagine that. Do the people at Shiloh know this yet? Yeah. In fact, I think I heard it from them. Maybe the president should visit Shiloh in Well, I'm on my way there. I'm actually on my way to well, Washington. Well, you're going to Washington, right. Yeah. Right. Lunch with the president. You heard this story. You said, I'm making a beeline for D.C. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to sober him a little bit now that he got the football, you know? <laughs> right, yeah. You can say that again. <laughs> oh, Talking about being sober, you know, yeah. from a guy who drinks wine. You know? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're thankful you don't have the football. Forget about the president. <laughs> oh, really? I think I'd rather have the football than him. No, I'm, not, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't be upset with me, Donald. I don't want you to Twitter at me. God, God forbid. <laughs> Um, That's all right, fun. All right, so I just posted on Facebook. People could see the picture. If you go to my profile, Nahum Siegel on Facebook, you will see exactly what Jay and Gabe have brought into our studio this morning. We discussed KFWE for a minute. We obviously uh, talked about the news of the new wines and the Psagot announcement that I wanted to bring up. But but you're here with yet an additional piece of information for everybody with three beautiful-looking bottles in front of you. And, again, people could see those if they go to my uh, profile on Facebook. What do you have in front of you, Jay? Well, everybody's familiar with, not everybody, but mo- most people are familiar with the Shemitah pr- issue. Right. Okay. We don't bring in wines from Eretz Yisrael on the sh- fr- that are from the Shemitah year, Correct. which was 2015 this time. Mm-hmm. And, but nobody realizes that there are actually some vineyards because there's a lot of heterim in Israel where they do, in fact, harvest and either give it away or, you know, sell it, et sell it, et cetera. But there are a small amount of vineyards that literally allow, do not prune exactly like the halacha says, and do not harvest, allow people to take the grapes on their own. And those vineyards do produce, however, a wine in the Shemitah year, in, I'm sorry, in the sixth year, mm-hmm. not the seventh. Mm-hmm. Those wines were separated by our good friend Ami Chailuria from Shiloh. Who we've met. Who we've met. Yeah, we've met. And there were three vineyards that did not do anything on Shemitah year, that took the year off but made very special wine, he says, for the sixth year. And those are coming in a pack 
called the Heroes Selection because and they're heroes. They're Shemitah heroes. They're Shemitah heroes. Jewish heroes. Real Jewish, yeah. real from, you know, well, I hate the word yeah, from, you but, know what I mean. you know. Dedicated. Dedicated. Very dedicated. And the wines are, are here in the States, but will not be released or even tasted by anyone, and this is a real drum roll kind of thing for just your listeners, until KFWE. Huh. Uh, can, people can't taste it at KFWE, correct? Yes. They're going to be pouring the wine at That's KFWE? That's right. Oh, yeah, we will be pouring the wine at KFWE, and then it'll be released thereafter for sale to the public. So, for instance, just to get this straight, KFWE right. is on a Monday night. Right. C- can you walk into a retailer the next day and purchase this box? I mean, uh, how, uh, do, how does it work? Probably yes. Probably yes. I probably think they're releasing it on week? the 1st of February. Uh, uh, right? I think. So certainly I'm that, not yeah. sure, actually. I'm, I'm not sure if it's going to be released uh, on the 1st of February. Uh, maybe not officially. Maybe it will be released to the stores, but the announcement and, and the official launch will be indeed at KFW two weeks later. So if you want to, if you want to see these here, and I guarantee you, it will be sold out in short order. <laughs> in other words, it's a few hundred cases. In other words, you're saying it's yeah, worth it. Like <laughs> you're saying it's well worth it. <laughs> well, I, officially, I'm not allowed to tell anybody that I actually tasted it. So, oh, good point. Um, <laughs> Is this limited? Like, will there only be a certain yeah, number? It's a few hundred cases. That's, that's it. it. Exactly. So, so these, it's a the, one-time thing. Right. So these three packs could be gone in a week. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that they'll be gone within the first month for sure. Right. Uh, is that what we call it, a three-pack? Special box? How do we refer uh, to called it? It's called the Heroes Edition. The Heroes Edition. That's it. Just ask, Six-year harvest. So ask your retailer. If you say to your retailer, Shiloh Heroes, that's it. They'll that's know exactly it. what They'll know about. exactly. Well, by then they will. Right. All right. And right. remember, it's only your listeners that know this. Well, at this point, that's 100% true. Um, only the people tuned in right now know about this. Uh, could you give us a description? I mean, I know we always talk about tastes and aromas and oh, and gosh. matching and everything else, and you're doing Well, this. what's interesting is there's three, it's three separate vineyards. Right. One vineyard is called um, uh, Ariel. The other is Yehoshufat. And the third is Avram. And um, remember, now all of these come from the same area that Avram Avinu first right. uh, first used, you know, sacramental wine in in Carbonos. So these are all separate vineyards. I think I think the one that I, you know, I think is wonderful. They're all wonderful, but the one that's richest is probably the Avram vineyard. The others are more complex, more elegant. You, you remind me when we're on Tel Romeda in Hebron, and they found that time what looked like a 4,000-year-old jewelry box. Everyone said this could have been Surrey Maynard's jewelry box. When <laughs> people walk in these vineyards, Avram Avinu could have used the same area to, to make the wine that he used and he drank at that time, which, is pretty, which is pretty cool. It's unbelievable. You can't say that in the U.S. No, you can't. <laughs> no, you can't. In Israel, you could say it. The, the, the whole point of this uh, special edition is that the, the pasuk is on the is on the package, and it says that Sivitiet Birkati which is the pasuk in Vaikra, uh, which the means then I will come and my right. blessing upon you in the sixth year. Is that there is a special blessing on Eretz Yisrael uh, the year before the Shemitah? And Very I have cool. to tell you, I have to tell you, this particular sixth year, every single winery, even those wineries that have taken from yeah. vineyards, yeah, taken from vineyards in the seventh year, yeah. have told me that. That 14 was an amazing vintage. They got the bracha. Unbelievable. Amazing vintage. That must be so cool. Yeah. The, the old timers, I wonder if they realize it every seven years during the sixth year. Yeah. Pretty and cool. what's interesting also is that they also tell us that the 16th, 16 was an amazing vintage. Right. Which is also interesting because it's the year after the Shemitah year. Correct. Which is uh, a reward. You which could is see a reward. That as, as a reward for uh, you know keeping the Shemitah. Jay Booksbaum, Gabe Geller, uh, talking about wine on this Thursday morning broadcast. Um, I will reveal to you what wine I've been very into recently. Okay. You're not going to be as impressed after we spoke about the Mosaic, but right. still, I think you'll be happy that this is one of the wines that's dominating my uh, okay my palate. All right? Keep everybody in suspense. By the way, I'm about to play R.E.A. Kunstler. You heard the big news, right? No, tell me. He's doing the Kosher Halftime Show for us this coming Saturday night. I am so excited. Yeah, no chance you'll be in the Five Towns Saturday night, is there? If, if Not a chance. Huh? <laughs> Gabe, what about I'm you? I'm speechless. Gabe, what about you? No chance. Imagine Jay no Booksman being speechless. No chance. <laughs> because, you know, I would assume Courtside Grill serves your product, I would assume. Right? They've got a bar over there. Of course. Would, of course. Out there on Central Avenue in Cedar. Of course. So, you know. You're doing it Saturday night? Yeah, we're recording it Saturday night, and we'll make it available to the public during halftime of the big game next week. I hear you. You like that, huh? 
I hope New England wins. What? Yeah. Why do you say that? Because because Kraft, yeah. who owns New England, yeah. is a is a really big supporter of Eretz Yisrael. And Israel. Malcolm Glazer's not, who owns Atlanta. Oh, I didn't it's know two that. Two supporters of Israel going oh, up against I, I, each other. I, I actually, when I didn't know when that. you're a Jet fan, I Kraft's been on this show, as you know. Yeah. And I still because because now we're dealing with two. Now people. Malcolm Glazer is he observant at all? That I don't know. You don't know because Kraft no is you know make the has they say has a kosher kitchen or whatever I at home. No, Jay, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. And Glazer, though, is a big support of Israel? As far as I know, he's... Uh, okay, but we know for sure that... that if, not, if not, I'm stretching the truth tremendously. <laughs> okay, but we, know for, <laughs> but we know for sure that what's-his-name is. No question about it. Kraft is. And when he even he, got that Kraft Field in, in Jerusalem. Kraft Stadium. When he was on this show, he said that his, that his father would have been more proud of him receiving the award he got from Yeshiva University than all the Super Bowls he won. Wow. I just got the only, chills. Only here can you say that. He, he can't say that to ESPN. <laughs> but but well, here, I'm not sure he would be. I know. don't know. But here, here the, he knew the audience would get it. That the, yeah. we, We'd hop what he's talking about. Good anyway. man. Good man. Yes. Good luck to everybody. How yeah. about that? Good luck to everybody. Good luck to everybody. Good luck to everybody. Good luck. Hey, Avrami, show Jay the uh, kosher halftime show uh, string bag that we made. Where is that? should be right there, right in front of the refrigerator in there. Well, do I mind. get to take one home? Of course not. What kind of question is that? There it is. That's the brand new string bag that we made for the Coach Halftime Show. If you show up Saturday night, it's yours. Okay. Simple as that. Okay. Do I have to bring Ga- wine? Gabe, same rules for you, but you've already made it clear you're not showing up. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> All right. What wine am I drinking? I'll let you know. But first, Arye Kunstler, the star of the Coach Halftime Show 2017. This is JM in the AM.
Booksbaum can't stop rocking the house with R.A. Kunstler. Wow, he is. He's, he's good. He's really good. He got to come Saturday night. He's like the Beatles of our age. There's no way in the Jewish. world we can convince you to show up. Huh? Uh, he's great. He was, Isn't he good? He was the Ben at, uh, at my wedding. Bennett? Yeah. R.A. Kunstler? Yeah. Very nice. Now we got to get Gabe to come Saturday night. Arya's got to get him to come. <laughs> That's true. Maybe I'll, be, I'll be far away. So. Oh, really? <laughs> Gabe's out I'll of, have to uh, transport myself. Gabe's testing wines down in Charlotte at okay. Gleiberman's. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, here's what's been going on with me. Give me two minutes on this, and I'll let you go back to... Uh, no, no, go ahead. Um, you know, you know the progression I've made over the years. There have been times where I've really had one eighteen, one seventeen. What's that? You said two minutes, right? <laughs> there, <laughs> been, there have been times, and and my audience, I'm proud to say, has followed me on a lot of this. Go ahead. There have been times when I've really been passionate about certain wines for a long time, like a year at a time. Right. And, of course, Bartonura Blue was among it, of course. you know, the Late Harvest. But Black Muscat. Black Muscat. Yeah, Black, remember the Black Muscat oh, craze? Oh, God, five they, years of Because that. there was a year, and there was one very simple reason. There was one year of Black Muscat where the vintage was absolutely insane. It was amazing. It was insane. And they've tried to duplicate it since then. I think they've hit it a couple of times since then, but it's... Nothing close. Exactly. Yeah. What's the story with that? Can it's you explain just, it? It's just like... It's just like I don't know, vintage sixteen. Do you remember uh, what year was it? Oh five or something? What you remember I what year remember. it was? I think it was around then. Yeah. I think it was like in the mid oh five oh six. And that was just a, a spectacular one. And you mentioned which late harvest? Oh, the Riesling you're talking about, yeah, right? Riesling, and also you liked. I think you liked the Orange Muscat. Too. Correct. Now the Orange Muscat is the one that replaced the Black Muscat. Right, right. The Orange Muscat, I went nuts for two, three years, right. and I still love it. It's an it's unbelievable great. wine. It's, great. it's got good acidity. It's, and a it's lot really of well listeners have told me that they've hopped on delicious, the bandwagon. Yeah. I mean, I assume sales even for, fine wine drinkers, you know, right. should like it. Do, do, it's, do it's sales a really reflect fine wine. that? I mean, Absolutely. I know Bartonura sales are through the Absolutely. roof. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Bartonura sales can't. So Orange Muscat is is. Is, is, as, as you said, the sales reflected, and I was 100% you know, ahead of the game on that. But now here's my new one. And I'm going to get it wrong. You have to help me. It, it's, a, it's, it's a late harvest. What, which one is it? I'm talking about the Chenin Blanc. Is it the late harvest Chenin Blanc? Yeah, one now? That's be. the one. Yeah. The, the, like the purplish bottle with yeah. a purplish label, yeah, right? True. The late harvest Chenin Blanc is my new wide obsession. I'm telling you, I was Friday night by a friend of mine three, four weeks ago. They had it. We enjoyed it like you cannot. It is delicious. And if you chill it right, and I don't mean, you know, put it in the freezer for two hours. That's not what I mean. If you it can chill- also age pretty well. Meaning that even after a period of time, it's if even better. After a period of time, if you keep it in your cellar for yeah. a few years, it gains more depth, more complexity. A wine like that is, worth, yeah. is worth the story. In fact, the wines that last longest are something called uh, French Sauternes, which are sweet wines. Exactly. That's be- one of the reasons for that is that the sugar itself acts as a long-term preservative. Oh, sugar is a preservative. Yeah. I mean, chemically, sugar is a yeah. preservative. Yeah. So anyway, um, if you chill it right, which means, listen carefully, okay. a cold refrigerator, 50 minutes, not like you guys do 20 or 30, 5 <laughs> Fifty minutes before you want to serve it. recipes. I'm telling you, you got to follow me on this. It is that it, it is unbelievable. It is just a perfect and incredible tasting wine. Uh, available, right? Never shortage or anything like that when it comes to no. the harvest. Well, th- th- that's the point. It's actually the the shilling, the shilling on late harvest is currently out of stock. So no it shows that you're far from being the only one who likes it. You're being serious. I'm being serious. So if I walked into this retailer, who, by the way, on Grand Street, I got to give him credit. He has stepped up his game when it comes to kosher wine. I don't know yeah. if you guys are familiar. Are you familiar? Because Grand Street used to not be a great place for right. kosher wine. Right. And now, now he's, he stepped it up. They have a good sales rep there. Yeah, he really stepped it up. Yeah. If I walk in there tomorrow, he'll have it or won't have it. Probably. As, I mean, if, he, if he's stocked up enough. Right. Yeah, but in our rare house, it's gone for now. And that means the next time that there'll be a massive shipment would be what month? I do not know exactly. Before the end of 2017? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. I'll tell you, I finally declare my new favorite wine. I find out that you can't find it anywhere. What do you say today? That, Jay. Amazing. Here's my chance to mention Leo over in, uh, <laughs> on West Edgewood Avenue. His in name T-Day. is not Leo. <laughs> I know. It's Lipa. <laughs> it's Lipa. <laughs> but I bet you Leo has a bottle for me. Maybe bet Leo you. does. I don't know if Lipa does, though. <laughs>
I bet you he's got one. At Filler Up, they call it. Filler Up on Filler up. West Englewood Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey. Good How do you guy. like that? Good guy. But if you're in Charlotte and you need kosher wine, you know where to go. Jeff Gleberman. There you go. You go to the Gleberman's and right next door to Charlotte Tourist Center. There you go. And by the way, not just wine and delicious kosher food. Which is important to mention that your brother got that community started. And he deserves all the credit. He does. Uh, but not only that, Rabbi Nate. not only food and wine, but they yeah. have a great restaurant as well. Do they? Yes, yeah, a sit-down restaurant, Jay. I haven't been there in I so think long. the three of us need a road trip. A road trip. I think the three of us should go. You know, you Who's talk, driving? Me, we, you talk about me, you, and Gabe sitting in Oxnard at the restaurant. How about going out to Charlotte? Come I, on. Yeah, I'm ready. Here we go. Let's do that in the spring and uh, get a convertible or something like that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Tell me the update in Oxnard, by the way. Is the restaurant doing as well as ever? It's, it's ridiculous. Seriously? It's re- and, you know, it's interesting. That's that's California. People folks. call me all the time and ask me, should I go to the restaurant? And I say, forget about what you should go tonight. You better call me before you go because otherwise you ain't getting a reservation so quick. Typical night, you ain't getting a reservation. It's, so- it's always, I mean, it's not easy to get a reservation all the time. Uh, Jay, you could sneak me in, right? Yeah, definitely. Even at this height, you could sneak in. Mean, I don't in. know. It's up to Mutti, California. <laughs> oh, really? It's yeah. up to Mutti, California? Right. <laughs> let, let me know how I, can get, how I can get close to him. There you go. <laughs> I'll, I'll use the opportunity. Um, all right. KFWE, the 13th of February. One of the things Gabe Geller has reminded me is that it's not only wine. It's food as well. You think how many caterers will be represented that it's night? It's not caterers. It's, re- it's restaurants, I mean, caterers. I'm sorry. Correct. Restaurants, caterers, etc. Food establishments. How many do you think will be represented uh, that night, February 13th? 35 restaurants, uh, give or take. 35? Wow. What were there last year? Uh, Less than like uh, 32. Uh, 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 yeah, maybe 30. But was yeah, it 30, 31? This is unbelievable. And people who don't realize, you know, they wonder because they see a ticket that costs $100, whatever it is, and they wonder, is this worthwhile? I mean, you're visiting. Let 30. me tell you something. At 135 bucks, which is what I think it is, 125. it's the cheapest date you could ever imagine. Imagine tasting, I'm not kidding, like 200 wines, 35 different caterers and restaurants or mostly restaurants it's ridiculous and it's all you it's can ridiculous. drink and all you can eat all you can drink nobody all you can eat you. all night long nobody stops you yeah it's crazy and it's then, the cheapest thing around and then the big bonus at the in fact end, i keep telling them to raise the price don't tell your listeners that and then the big bonus <laughs> yeah. is that jay drives you home afterwards yeah right <laughs> that's the big bonus. Now, brenda's doing all the driving she's got a bus <laughs> Yes, Brenda makes stops everywhere on the way back to Elizabeth. Yeah. Uh, we've got this person who's who needs some help. Yeah. Let's get them to Brooklyn. We before take we your keys away. No, but it's true. I, you know, I've said this many times. I've been here with Rahama right. uh, many times from Mask. Right. Uh, you got to drink responsibly. We are urging everybody who comes to taste and spit. Not only because we want to keep you sober, but also because if you keep drinking, by the time you get to the 10th, 12th wine, you won't be able to taste the 13th to the 30th, right. you know? And on top of that, yeah, you do encourage people to actually arrange with car services, Absolutely, et absolutely. And we will have a right. telephone number, I think. We have a telephone number. But, you know, today yeah. you get an Uber. Exactly. It's easy. It's Manhattan. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, KFWE website. Search it or? KFWNY.com. Simple as that couple of new couple of new restaurants this year that yeah. we have never seen before. including yeah. including mexico sure who just opened a few months ago in the city uh moved from uh, not moved actually mm-hmm. opened a new restaurant here in uh, in new york expanded from, uh, the the restaurant that they have originally in los angeles right. uh there is a uh, bedford the famous restaurant from uh, from queens from main street right. opened uh opened new restaurants here in the upper east side on park avenue right. and uh we have as well um Bison and Bourbon, yeah, the famous restaurant from Brooklyn. I was there one of the early nights with you. Yeah. You guys were there. We, when, we were when there. You, when you invited not, not me, me there, one yeah. of the early nights. Right. And that is a very impressive place. And they're really nice people, too. Really nice people. And could you imagine what's happening in certain areas of Brooklyn? How, how areas that we would never travel to years ago are <laughs> now the hottest spot? It's in an old warehouse. I know. Actually, it's in an old chop shop. <laughs> I, I actually asked the guy. I said to him, what was this before it was a restaurant? <laughs> yeah. He said it was a, you know, a car fixing place right. quote unquote quote unquote yeah <laughs> yeah they fixed the cars all right yeah. <laughs> like somebody was telling me over the Fixed weekend up, yeah. we were talking about the 80s in new york and he's telling me how basically his car looked exactly the way it was when he parked it but then he realized everything inside had been taken out <laughs> you know, like, including the engine you know like, a different era mr Bookstown. what did you say boy, oh boy <laughs> that's for sure 
Anyway, uh, that's the story. We the will... era of the crook lock. Remember the crook lock? Yeah, of course. Plus, I, I was telling people in Charlotte, they were asking about crime in the old days. I said, we used to have signs that said no radio. So, <laughs> pe- so people would have Rachmanis. Do you remember the Bensi box? Of course. That, yeah. You would take it with you. Yeah, exactly. You would take your radio with you. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, final words with Jay Bookspam and Gabe Geller coming up on a very special Thursday morning broadcast. This is JM in the AM. So 
Liner at JM in the AM. He's also a nice guy. He certainly is. But he was here. He was in that chair last Thursday. We had a great show with him. And uh, Garrison Veroba before that with his brand new album. Uh, Jay Booksbaum is here, the number one kosher wine sommelier on planet Earth. He's uh, very calm today because he's accompanied by Gabe Geller, the uh, director of public relations. People are wondering why you're so... Ah! Jay. I had to do that. I lose audience members when you do that. I'm sorry. I apologize to everybody. I like my wife. Good morning. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me go back to my point. Everyone's wondering why Jay's so understated today. Of course, because he's accompanied by the by the uh, calm Gabe Geller to his left, who is director of public relations over at Kedem. You're all invited to KFWE. We get your tickets today because it could be really sold out in the next couple of days. That's not a joke. It's a reality. You know that from past years. We spoke at the brand new Shiloh heroes collection it will be made available to the public and you can go to your retailers sometime in february right early february a big deal about it to kfwe you'll be able to taste it at kfwe for the first time and you who's not allowed to say that you've tasted it can tell us that it is a remarkable product amazing it is all right so there you go so special it's amazing to see the differences between each and every wine they're all cabernet sauvignon they all come from the same region but the the difference in the vineyard is uh is pretty obvious oh cool how big a player is Shilo? Are they up there? Are they up there in the Israeli wine market? Uh, I mean, it's still it's it's not one of the largest right. wineries like Carmel or Barkan, but it's uh it's it's growing very nicely and uh, always keeping the the quality in check. Nice. Um, what's the secret to get the least expensive bottle of wine in uh, in this area? What's the secret, Jay? Is there one retailer that really discounts wine uh, crazily more than others? You know. Do you remember, like, 20 years ago, yeah. I once mentioned the specific retailer? <laughs> yes, I do remember. And you remember what happened the week after that? Yes, I do remember. Okay. But I'm asking you a question. <laughs> Let, let's say the bottle that I mentioned earlier is a right. $22 bottle of wine. And I think the, that's am about I right? right. That's about that's right. About right. right. Twenty one ninety nine, something like that, right? 20. Is there anybody, yes or no question, is there anybody that sells it for 15 16 bucks that I really need to find? Not that I'm aware You of. don't know of anybody that does no. that. Okay. Maybe maybe on a very special sale. Yeah. <laughs> you, you see what I'm after, Wait till right? I pay something and, and read the ads. I'm after a big bargain. I hear you. You like that, huh? Uh, the pre-Pesach and pre-Purim by the case um, specials are often very good, right? You might be able to get a bottle at 15 16 a $22 bottle if you buy by the case at that time of year, right? It's possible. There's a lot of that stuff There's going on. There's a lot of specials going yeah. on out there. But we wouldn't name anybody, of course. Of course. Of course not. Uh, any other pieces of news we need to remind everybody about before we uh, wrap things up? Or is that it? Shiloh Heroes, we spoke about KFWE. We mentioned our friends in Psagot. Oh, one other thing. One other thing. We had it for the first time last year, I think. Maybe it was the second, but I think it was the first. And that was a VIP section. Right. Good point. And I think the VIP section is already sold out. Oh, is it? The VIP section sold out weeks ago already. Wow. How many people are in the VIP section? A hundred? Maybe a couple hundred. A couple hundred. And those tickets just completely went right away. Completely and those are within, uh, those are another fifty bucks week. more, right? They're uh, fifty. They're two hundred. Oh, they're they're seventy five dollars more, seventy dollars more, something. Amazing. You need a bigger VIP section, Mister Booksman. <sighs> it is bigger than last year. Have you gone ahead? I'm curious about this because I've watched every year as KFW has gone to larger spaces or spaces that make more sense to you, etc., cetera, right. etc. Cetera. Yeah. Right. Is New York not capable? 
of holding double the number of people that you want? Or we've looked. Or simply the event wouldn't be the event that it is if there were double number of no, people? No, no, we, we've looked. We, we've You'd looked like for larger events, larger venues. So we're at the largest, essentially. Uh, we, can go to, we can go to, uh, like, uh, the convention center. Right. Yeah. But you're not affording Javits for this event. I well, mean. but even, yeah, but you could take a piece of it. The problem oh, is, that's true, right? it's not a cool place. Right. You, want you also want cachet. it to be a nice venue. Right. Yeah, it's on the water. Correct. It's beautiful. You want it to be a nice venue. Correct. Not just cost, not just uh, logistics. It's also yeah, it's a, you you know, it's a classy right event. event. Right. It is. Well, if anybody out there has suggestions of where to bring it sure. in New York City, and you want to keep it on Manhattan Island, right? You want to keep um, it. I think so. Yeah, that, it's always been, that's right? The yeah. That's, that's the goal. That's the goal. We've yeah. been thinking about other cool places, right. but to, to find something which is at least as good as Chelsea Piers is pretty... Could you imagine if one day you're doing KFWE Staten Island, KFWE Brooklyn, KFWE Manhattan? Could you imagine it gets so big that May there's different ones in each borough? Listen, you know, we have now literally a half a dozen of them around the world. Half a dozen? We have one LA, in... LA, London, New York. We have one in Atlanta. It's a smaller one. Atlanta for the southern region? We have one in, in Florida. Miami. Miami. You have separate Atlanta With KFWE Miami. Yeah. We have a, a really kind of tiny one in, in Minnesota. What? But, you know, these are starting to happen. What would be the admission cost in the one in Atlanta? People would pay what per ticket to go to the Atlanta one? Uh, I would say around between 75 to to $100. So comparable to And it's to hooked New York. up with a charity there. It is. Right. So not, we're not, we're co-sponsors. Right. We have also in Israel, in Tel Aviv. We have one in Israel. What month is that? That's February the 6th. Do you go to that? I would like to, but not this year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm saying if so many of them are this time of year, must your staff must be going all over the place. It's everywhere. it's it's like a full time <laughs> it's a full time group, right? You could be almost that has to do this. Uh, our yeah. president Nathan Herzog goes to most. Unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. No wonder I can't reach him in February. I got to wait till March to speak to him. I hear you. <laughs> Simple as that. All right, Jay Booksbaum, Gabe Geller. Everybody go out there, enjoy great Kedem wine, the Royal Wine Corporation, and uh, KFWE New York, and KFWE coming up the 13th of February. And a quick suggestion, tomorrow's Erev Shabbos, quick suggestion, you want to say anything about any any wine you want to throw out there? Uh, you know, we, we've we talked about Israel, Israel, Israel right. all these years <clears throat> for a long time. Try something new from our California collection, and I'm going to tell you the new vintage of Alexander Valley Cabernet from Herzog is off is the charts. a knockout. Uh, for a it's guy like a me, knockout. Is it for a guy like me? As a not? matter of fact, it's one of my favorite wines always. And Gabe brought it to me blind. And for the first time, and Gabe knows me for years now. And I always was able to identify that wine. I could not identify it. That's how good it was. It was it was off the charts. I mean, it's so big and so rich and so flavorful and so, wow, so mouth-filling. Alexander Valley 14. Is that a good suggestion? It is a great suggestion. 2014 proves on and on to be a great vintage. Across but in California, in, uh, in Spain, in Israel, in France, in Bordeaux, we have in- incredible new Bordeaux wines this year at KFWE. Uh, we talked about Sauterne a few minutes ago. Right. Uh, there is a new Sauterne, uh, First Growth. We're taking you know, uh, one of those uh, uh, famous cult wines from, uh, from Sauterne Chateau Renvigno. That's going to be at KFWE for the first time uh, ever. Um, it hasn't been released yet, right? It hasn't been released yet. It's being released officially at KFWE. Very cool. So, you know, this is a, this, that's my suggestion for Shabbos. Go out and buy a bottle of Alexander Valley Cabernet. It's not like a ridiculously expensive wine. It's in the 30s, right? Uh, high 30s. Yeah. High 30s. So, you know, it's a really great bottle of wine. So, there you go. Gentlemen, I thank you. Gabe, a pleasure as always. Jay, a pleasure as always. That was our conversation with Jay Booksbound and Gabe Geller of uh, the Ketem Wine Corporation during their recent visit to JM in the AM. Ready to wrap things up here on a JM Rewind edition. Thanks so much for joining us. Keep it right here at the Nahum Siegel Network.